All right, Cody. So uh, what are we going to be talking about today, man? Yeah, today's, uh, I think, a not controversial, but maybe kind of a, a different way of thinking about money. Uh, we have cryptocurrency versus like traditional money or fiat currency, I think it's referred to as a, a lot of times. So think of like the US dollar bill versus like Bitcoin. What's the future of either one of them? Are they in kind of competing spaces? Is one of them better than the other? I, I think that might be kind of a way to summarize it a little bit yeah. there. So uh, just to clarify what we're going to be talking about, I, I know you use the U.S. dollar bill as a, an example of fiat currency, but it obviously goes much much broader, like obviously the euro or the yep. peso, et cetera. So this yeah. is truly global. It's essentially a fiat currency is whenever a government gives that piece of paper value. Yeah. It's not backed by anything, but it's literally only value is in the faith that you have in the government that gives it value. Is that a fair way to put it in layman's terms? Yeah, I think we define both of them. So you define there kind of like a fiat currency. And then a cryptocurrency is kind of a, a different way of thinking about it where it's not government backed. It's not government regulated. It's actually just kind of created on, let's say, the Internet. And then the way that it creates value is, is that people are able to trade it. They're able to um, use those currencies for purchasing of kind of, let's say, irregular goods. Um, you know, it's getting more popular where you can buy almost anything now with some some types of them, like Bitcoin's more popular, of course. Right. But it's not regulated and it's also decentralized, meaning that there's not some type of issue or governing body. Yeah, there's no issuer of the coin. Um, it kind of creates itself uh, by participating in the blockchain, which we'll get a little bit more in detail there, but completely different ways of thinking about money. Um, so maybe that's a good definition of both of those. And then I don't know if you want to maybe define like what's money. We kind of had this conversation a little bit. It's kind of a weird one. Yeah. So currency in its most simplest form is the exchange of goods for whether it's a cryptocurrency or a, a, a fiat currency. It, it's essentially an exchange of goods or services for a money, right? Yep. In, in its most simplest form. And that's really kind of the root of, of this problem because a lot of people are having a complex almost, and to include myself at times, you know, upon doing research, it was very difficult for me because I understand the the allure, the, the sexiness rather of cryptocurrency, right? It's new. Yeah. Only a few people can truly understand it. And right now it's very volatile. You know, people have made a lot of money. Yeah. But where I'm kind of having a problem is, is to be money in my mind, at least is, is I have to be able to reasonably exchange it for goods or services. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think, I, I think that's kind of the reason money was created is that me and you were sitting at this table right now and we have a, a six pack of beer mm -hmm. and you come to the table with a six pack of beer and I have, let's say a couple of chickens or maybe a cow or whatever it may be. And we may agree that a six pack of beer is worth a, a cow. And we'll trade. Yep. But let's say, okay, you, I go, come on now, Jared, a six pack of beer is not worth a cow. It's worth a quarter of a cow. Yep. Well, can I give you a quarter of a cow? No, I cannot. So what do we do? We go ahead and find a third way of doing it, which Maybe is hay or yeah, hay, eggs or something like that. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. It could be shells. In, in history, money has been a lot of different things. Correct. And we kind of said, you know what? Let's do this thing with coin and paper which we use now, it's a little bit easier. And I know that a cow is $1,000 and a six pack of beer is $10. So now I'm able to give you $10 of my $1,000 cow in exchange instead. So it makes it a little bit easier to kind of move funds around to kind of maybe simplify that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And so, and this is where I'm kind of, 
I don't know where I'm on this fence. I don't know if I have a, let's say, a 100% horse in this race on if crypto is good or bad. If people believe that I can trade a six-pack of beer for one Bitcoin, which I know it's, of course, way more than that now, but if everybody agrees, yeah, one one Bitcoin equals a $10, you know, 10 US dollar pack of beer, then that's what it's worth. You, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. That, okay. But where I'm nervous about is I think we really need to address the component of store of value, right? Oh. So I can reasonably expect if I put my $1 in my savings account and this savings account, it's what's well, going to earn 0.05% interest or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. I could reasonably expect, I guess, you know, taking into inflation, I'm going to be able to buy 98 cents worth of stuff the following year. Yeah, right. Of Plus or minus, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a cryptocurrency, even even one is as established as a Bitcoin, heck, in a year's time frame, it could double, it could half, it could triple, it could third, yeah. and, and everything in between. Yeah. So the store of value is what I actually have a huge problem with as far as giving it a legitimacy to a currency. Yeah, maybe we'll get into some of the pros and cons after our first beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give you, let's say, a... Uh, a counter argument just yet for that. Understood. So yeah, maybe, yeah. I just wanted to yeah, kind of outlay a couple, yeah, a couple of different problems. Um, let's talk about maybe something that uh, both of them have. So we're not kind of saying which one's better or worse. And one that I kind of thought about was neither one of them actually have interest, intrinsic, intrinsic, intrinsic yep. yeah, value by themselves. So I kind of thought about this as if I walked over to somebody that's in like a Caribbean island or something like that, and I handed them a U.S. dollar bill. It's probably not going to have a lot of value in in maybe that country because maybe they use a different currency, and they could probably go exchange it. Or uh, of like course, that. you know the U.S. dollar is almost a bad example. Exactly, there are very is, few countries that y- won't accept. Yeah. yeah, but I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, but then I also went there with a Bitcoin and I, you know, gave it to them digitally, right, via NFC, which I can do, totally mm. fine. I can do in that theory, as long, yeah. if they have a smartphone or if they have a Bitcoin wallet or whatever it may be. I could still do it. So. In both cases, the the item itself doesn't have a lot of value, right? Because if I gave them a chicken or if I gave them an egg or if I gave them a, a porterhouse from a cow, those all actually have somewhat value. Like there's a there's a, an energy creation or something like that. Like there's a value to that for eating, things like that. So each item doesn't have value, which is kind of interesting. I thought, okay, well, that makes them kind of similar. Now, the only difference that I kind of was thinking about is, is who's actually backing it. I don't know if you kind of got to that point too. That's where I was kind of going down is, is like the one difference is, is like the, the backing of it. Well, I, so yeah, I'll give you that. The, the backing scares me and I'm sure we're going to get into that a little bit deeper yeah. later in the podcast. But my biggest point of contention rather is, is actually the scarcity. So I know mm. it's, it's widely uh, accepted, known, whatever you want to put to it, that there's going to be 21 million Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. And the last one is set to be mined in, I believe, like 2140, 2240, way yeah. the hell out there. I'm talking, yeah. you know, kids, kids away. Yeah, it's weird. There's only like so many of them found a year now. It was like a ramp up period and then it's like plateaued, which is actually kind of a smart model, right? Yeah. Assuming that is true. Have you been able to, to come across any research that the founder of Bitcoin or the creator of Bitcoin... That's true. There is a little bit of like a nuance there. Yeah. So it, it's all kind of widely understood. Hey, there's only 21 million of these. Mm-hmm. Says who? Yeah. Because the creator, we don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> so that really scares me because let's say, let's say this, this becomes widely accepted. It is the currency. It is the global currency. Everyone lose theirs. Mm-hmm. 
their state sovereignty almost because no one actually has their own currency. It's everyone's just trading Bitcoin. Yep. And, and actually, I want to take a step back. Cody and I are often using Bitcoin. There are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of cryptocurrencies. We're just trying to use Bitcoin right now as as the broader just stroke like we, because this yeah. is the most well-known one. Just like we're using the U.S. dollar. Exactly. We're talking about currencies in general, regardless of country, regardless of crypto. We're just trying to use U.S. dollar and Bitcoin as we feel like For this will resonate. Sake. Exactly. This will resonate the most with our listeners. So the scarcity really scares the shit out of me. And the reason for that is because, yes, while while it may be set till 2140 that the last Bitcoin will be mined, who's to say that's true? Mm-hmm. Who's to say that, let's say, for whatever reason, all 192, however many countries we have, adopt Bitcoin yeah. as, a, as a means of currency, and then all of a sudden, they just hit a button and then just floods the market. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just tanks. It just, it just scares the crap out of me that we have some unknown person, unknown entity that created this thing that again only a few people can truly understand it in the way to put it into terms you know who is it einstein you don't really understand something until you can play, explain it to a, a nine-year-old a four-year-old something like that I think he's a fifth grader yeah very few people can truly understand bitcoin and blockchain technology in those terms right yeah so whenever you create a very complex product a very complex solution set and, and you know you have to solve computer algorithms and only certain computing power can do can do what and really, a lot of people are talking about a lot of stuff that they don't know that much about. And we're talking about adopting it as, a, as, a, as an accepted currency. That, that scares me. You know, so the scarcity piece, right now, it's not a problem. Yeah. Because to your point, according to this model, it's ramped up and, and scaled up appropriately to actually introduce a scarcity element of it. Mm-hmm. But the unknown of the scarcity scares me. Yeah. No, I, I actually see the fear there. I actually, it's weird that you think the scarcity uh, of somebody hitting a button and all of a sudden flooding the market I would say the same thing about like gold. Like I think most people think gold is a very, let's say, stable investment. Would you say gold is a stable investment? I would say that's widely accepted, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the possibility of somebody going out and finding a huge vein of gold out in the middle of, say, uh, Alaska? It's actually po- happens every Reasonable. Year, Reasonable. Right? Yeah. So guess Reasonable what? Reasonable expectation. You can go flood the market with gold, but does it actually do much to the market of gold? Not really. There's not a huge dramatic impact. So that big button actually exists already in a market that we're aware of. Now, I'm all right with that. Maybe that could happen. Let's let's just say, of course, we don't know all the factors here. I was actually thinking scarcity in the year 2140. So I'm actually thinking already past that year. Okay. So I was thinking 2141. Okay, yeah. Where where am I at? I'm thinking. Okay. Well, the last Bitcoin is just mined. Well, at that point, well, what happens now? The population is increasing every year. You, you're now saying the pie doesn't increase every year of the amount of money or value that can be created. I think that actually starts becoming an issue, right? So I actually think I think the divisibility of Bitcoin is is it's valid. good. Yeah, but we're already going to divide it up a bunch on yeah. the way there. Yeah, I think it's affectionately called a um, shatori. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's Each it's decimal. eight. It's eight de, uh, eight decimal points, and then the number one. Is affectionately called like a shatori. I may be messing up that pronunciation, but essentially, it wanted to illustrate its divisibility. That way, it can go out to yeah. one ten millionth or one one billionth or whatever it is of a bitcoin. Yeah, comparable to like a dollar bill for everybody listening, uh, it would be like having a like one one thousandth of a penny. Correct. Right. So we already have uh, dimes, which would be one tenth, and then we have pennies, which is one one hundredth of a dollar. Well, imagine that now having a uh, a penny of a penny of a penny 
which is pretty interesting. So you can divide it up a bunch. But, but you would need that because of the likely value of by 2140. Could happen. Yep. Which of, is, you would need that divisibility. Well, people are already doing that, right? You, you can buy one, one uh, ten thousandths of a, of a Bitcoin because yeah. most people don't have $40,000 to spend on, on a single Bitcoin. I don't know if that's the current trading value or not, but... It, who knows by the time we release still, this? Yeah, 24... <laughs> I see, I see what you did yeah, You see my dick? Yeah. 2040, though, or 2140, I still think it's kind of weird to say, okay, hey, guys, there's not going to be any more. Let's say we all went to the Bitcoin standard. Got it. Well, then by 2140, someone's going to have to find an alternative. You're going to have to trade in your Bitcoin for something else because there's still going to be a limited scarcity. So it's weird that you went for like a nowadays scarcity, and I went from like a 200-year-in-the-future scarcity. Yeah, I, I respect your position. Yeah. A yeah. um, couple things we probably should get out of the way. Uh, let's talk about some of the pros and cons, and maybe you can disagree or agree with me on the pros and cons. But what I like looked up and I found, so cryptocurrency in general, some of the pros um, to most people, to Jared apparently not, is limited supply. So comparable to fiat currency where you can just print it on a machine. So today, I'm okay with it. Okay. But I just don't know about the, the unknown. Big button. I, the, I don't know about the big metaphorical button that I'm saying. I understand. Just because the, okay. the creator said 21 million. Yep. That we can't really confirm because we don't know the creator. You know, and, and then obviously all yeah. these scams, it's given cryptocurrency a, a, a bad name. Okay. So, so let's just say um, it, there is no, uh, let's say 21 million Bitcoin is the actual number and there's not like another thing. I would say that limited supply is a pro for cryptocurrency. You can't just print more of them. Would you agree it's a pro? You can't have yeah, inflation. With, with the current, with the current, um, like say rules. rules. The, yes. I'll agree with that. Okay. Um, also there is limited amount of say fraud. Um, yes. And that's the blockchain technology. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of a pro. Um, you can't just make a Bitcoin. You can't just make a urethrum. You can't just make them. You have to mine it. You have to actually work. And then the blockchain is fantastic at, at, at essentially getting rid of anybody that tries to yeah, fake the, it. The likelihood of being able to... Uh, I was actually reading on that because I wanted to understand the the security yeah. aspect yeah. of it. And it's something it's so unlikely. You would literally need to control 50, 51% yeah. of the computing power yeah. of the Bitcoin network. Which is impossible. It, it cannot... Ha they can't, of course, say impossible, but they said it's so unlikely. Yeah. So that... 100%. I think that's its strongest pro, honestly. Well, I actually like the next one. Okay, let's hear so it. Check out Maybe this. I didn't come across this. So one uh, one additional pro, which I thought was pretty interesting, is there's no third party required. So you don't need a banking institution to actually transfer the funds. So me and you right now, if we were to transfer money between me and you, and I need to transfer you, say, a $10,000 for you're going to sell me your car. Can I do that easily? Or is it a pretty much a big pain in the ass? So you're talking about almost the instant I mean, I will literally have that 10,000 in Bitcoin. Yes. Not instant. only instantaneously, like, but we don't rely on, say, me and you do different. We Maybe you have a credit union and I have a bank. Yep. Well, we need to use some weird payment system. Maybe we have to use Venmo or there's Zelle a whole bunch. Of, or, yeah. yeah, whatever. There's a bunch of different like roadblocks to get the funds to you. I think it's nice where I can just say, hey, here's my Bitcoin wallet um, number. Here's your Bitcoin wallet. Here, I'm going to transfer this much funds to you. Just give me your account number. And so it's extremely easy to transfer funds to individuals. I like that because I've always have found transferring money to individuals has been always complicated. I will give a shout out to Venmo. They made it a bit easier for smaller amounts. I was about to say, I think it's under a thousand. I don't know their number. But Ish. Okay. So I, I guess maybe I'm just spoiled because as of late, I, I've, you know, whenever yeah. you and I go out to, for beers or dinner or whatever, Venmo. I can easily Venmo you 50 bucks and you get it literally instantly. So Well, three days is actually how long it takes. Well, you can instantly transfer it into your bank for a fee. For a fee, yep. 
That's fair. Does Bitcoin charge me a fee? No. I don't think it does. No, it's free. No, okay. It's 100% free. Yeah. So those are the pros. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go through the pros. Now, some cons. For for cryptocurrency in general, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, let's say Dogecoin, all of these things, right? Um, they're not very popular, right, for the general population, right? I think it's like a 1% of the 1% probably of the amount of people that are using these and thus why it hasn't really caught on. Okay, so you're talking about usability as far as popularity. Yeah. Okay. So they're well, not- Well, I actually think that's- that's really not the the consumer. That's that's the vendor. Well, both, right? So if the consumers all were agreeing that we're going to use this now as payment and almost required, hey, I'm not going to shop at your your merchants your merchant store without payment here. So you would see more people using them at uh, places that accepted them, and that would kind of force adoption. So think of like Apple Pay. Apple Pay was not very popular, and then all of a sudden it grew really quickly because people forced. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I, I guess maybe where my real reluctance of accepting cryptocurrency came is whenever one of the more forward-thinking CEOs of our time, arguably is Elon Musk, yep, for a very short stint accepted Bitcoin. Yeah, and then he said, nope, nope, nope. Correct. Right. So that scares me. And if that doesn't introduce skepticism, I mean, this is like I said, one of the most forward-thinking people of our time. I think he still has though, like 1.5 million Bitcoin. Okay, but or it's something, maybe $1.5 billion in Bitcoin, I think actually is the right, I'm sorry, as an investment. But Tesla will no longer accept it. Yes, correct. The, the company that he controls will no longer accept I'm it. I'm wondering if there might be some type of technical issue with doing it. I don't know. Who knows? Tax issues. Whatever. But, but that's, so I, I think it's a vendor issue. Yeah, could be. Both sides. Okay, got it. Um, so still, not that popular in use, right? The amount of money that's actually being used there. So let's get through a couple more and then we'll get into the beer recommendation. Um, I think this is interesting. I think it's going to bring up our conversation quite a bit in the second beer. Is crypto does not allow very easy government borrowing. Yeah. That's actually, I think, the reason it will not catch on. Never. So if we went forward with a Bitcoin type of model, guess what? It undermines the central banks. It undermines the entire central banking yeah, model and yeah. doesn't allow borrowing nor creation of money at the federal level, which means that they can't just print money. I think that's a con to some extent. I actually think it's a pro. You can make a case depending on where you are on yes, this. Exactly. I, I can truly make it. I can persuade anyone yes, on, that, on that point. So let me get through some fiat currency yep, yeah, uh, pros and cons, and then we'll talk about the beer from you. Um, so fiat or traditional money talking about like dollar bills, yen, euros, uh, pros, lots of use. Everybody's very familiar with it. They know that a dollar bill to your point is worth a dollar bill. It's easy to use. Yep. That's a pro. Um, To whereas cryptocurrency is not. Exactly. Um, also understanding of the value. I think you mentioned this a minute ago. Yep. We know kind of about how much a quarter can buy, about how much $20 can buy. We have a good understanding of that. Right now, if I told you, hey, um, go ahead and go buy something, uh, a car. How many Bitcoins is it worth? No one knows. Yeah. It's very confusing. You yeah. don't have to go get a calculator. It's confusing. Well, also, by the time you're done with the calculation, it could, could change. Different. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so those are my two pros for fiat. It's not as, as I don't have as many pros for it. Um, another con, though, uh, for fiat or, or like the US dollar, I have two of them. One of them is inflation. I think inflation does not affect cryptocurrency, but it does affect fiat currency, which we have seen drastic inflation just recently. Unfortunately, yeah. Right? So that's a huge problem because at some point, inflation could actually ruin the dollar bill. Do you agree or no? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, there are currencies out there that have been ruined. Oh, it, it's it's horrible. Um, what is it? The rupee? The rupee is rupee. one of the famous ones. That's just horrible. Zimbabwe. Well, what, a Venezuela. pack of gum costs like five million rupees or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. The last one is centralized. I thought as a con um, for fiat, meaning that really one guy or one right. group or one whatever, team, yeah. they have a lever that they can print money whenever they want. And I think that's a problem because they're controlling how much each dollar bill is worth. What do you think about that? Is that a con? You know, I, I understand what you're talking about. And this is really the point of this podcast is potentially poke holes in it. I can't really give that a full con Ooh. because the reason why is because with security, you have to give up freedom almost, right? With security that I know some jackass isn't going to press a button and flood the market with another 21 Bitcoin that can be easily mined. So I have to be willing to give up a little bit of freedom, i.e. this team that can pull a lever and print off $5 trillion tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you, just want, about, you want it to be like a team so-and-so I, versus one guy with a button? I just want... The the reason what I like about fiat currency is they have, and they meaning the team, the, the team that's going to be pressing the button, pulling the lever, whatever yeah. analogy you want yeah, to put yeah. here. I want them to be have a vested interest in my success as, yeah. as a countryman, as an American, right? Okay. That's that's where I'm, I'm so loyal. And I know this is maybe like a, a very dinosaur-esque thought process here, man. But that's what I like. These are Americans that are pulling the lever mm-hmm. that are going to be impacting Americans. They're affecting do, their own families almost. Do they make the best decisions? Hell no. Yeah. And as we've tried to outline in a lot of these episodes, these are, these are not very simple discuss, discussions or no. decision points. No. But at the end of the day, they are vested in my success because my success is equivalent to their success. They're not going to dilute the living crap out of their money as well. To whereas some unknown entity who created Bitcoin and all these other, mm-hmm. uh, all these other currencies. I mean, that that's actually one of the biggest cons, and I'm actually surprised. You and maybe maybe I don't know if you're you're still on yeah. this on the list. The sheer amount of cryptocurrencies. There are literally hundreds. I think twelve hundred oh, yeah. is what I saw. Uh, yeah. And then you have you know the Dogecoin that almost made a mockery out of the cryptocurrency. Come on, man. Those are cons. Those are definitely cons. That, that's 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 such a a black eye. While I do think. The technology is very interesting and could be applicable today. That that's where it's very difficult for me to really kind of get on board, and that's why I can't really find that a con, man. Because I I want my team, my team of people that are pulling the lever to increase or decrease the money supply in my country. To be on your team. I want them to have a vested interest. I want my success to be their success, and vice versa. I like it. Okay, so, let's uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about the beer, man. Yeah, beer review. So uh, this is made. For, this is actually my selection. This was a uh, Black Plague Brewing. Ooh. It is their Tropicus Tropical Pale Ale. This is kind of uh, kind of unique out of uh, Oceanside, California. So, uh, just talk about the, the the picture there that you're seeing. Darkest can of beer I've ever seen. I mean, this is like a skeleton chilling on the uh, on the beach there with a glass of beer. You got the guy wearing the old uh, like plague bird, mask, bird suit, plague mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's dark. It's really not my style of art uh-uh. in a can, but. To its defense, it actually did obviously catch both of our eyes at, at a total wine. Or you don't see a lot of cans that are completely black. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about the flavor? Honestly, man, I liked it. It, it was it was my typical fruity style. You're, you're gonna make fun of me for this, man. But uh, dude, honestly, I think I think this is all day long for one category. Ooh, I liked four it. One. I liked it. You, you, you know. So pale ales are not normally my my go to. 
to be honest. I don't know if you like pale ales. Like, I'm not going to normally flag a pale ale. I was like, oh, I'm going to go for it. You, you know, honestly, I'm a I'm an equal opportunity guy okay. when, when, it, when it comes to beers. You just do random selection? Look, I, I, I do tend to like my IPAs. Yeah. However, a cool can can get me to buy it. Uh, I like this one. I'm going three, five. Right, so, so we're, going, we're in the neighborhood because last episode we were opposite, polar opposite, and that was the uh, peanut butter, that peanut butter stout. I had to brush my teeth ten times that night. No, I so. like I like this beer. Uh, I just probably wouldn't be like I'm gonna drink, you know, a six pack on a weekend. No, no, no. But I would get it again. I, I would, oh, yeah. I would have turned down. No, not at all. Turned down. Okay. So now that we're getting into our our, our second beer, let, let's really kind of follow the structure that we're trying to implement here. In in that, yeah. What is the best way forward? Yeah, what would you be doing if you had these two things going on, Jared? So you're like, okay, hey, we got these cryptocurrency, we have fiat currency. I'm the American government. Do we say we just go ahead and let those guys do what they want? Do we say maybe we should start endorsing this? Do we let people pay their taxes with it? What are all the things? Because there's a lot of things you could do with crypto. So actually, the, the reason why I'm going to say absolutely not should the U.S. government start accepting it is because of very similar to what we talked about last episode in, in the whole tax issue, or not the tax issue, but the infrastructure bills. With, and I know you're kind of a little bit more 50-50 on this than I am, but even you have to admit the volatility in cryptocurrency is, is, is wild. Mm-hmm. So I can't faithfully have our government, I, I can't properly advise our listeners that I think that our government should accept it because of the volatility, because we could either, excuse me, we could either pay off our debt tomorrow or double our debt. So from a national security standpoint, I don't like the idea of our country being able to accept it as payment. However, if Cody Willis LLC, who sells um, you know, cardboard boxes or whatever in the world you sell, if you want to accept it, all, 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 uh, all rules are off as far as I'm not going to limit what you accept. I mm. accept payment. I'm Uncle Sam here. I accept the great American US dollar. You can accept whatever the hell you want convert, do whatever you got to do. So I will never limit my companies mm. as far as what they can accept as payment. Heck, I don't care if you accept a, a damn peso yeah. or euro. I, I don't care. I just care what I get paid in. Got it. So you don't think it's legal tender for federal use, state use kind of thing? Today, no. I, I, I can't get there, man. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the sheer mockery of hundreds of cryptocurrencies. Yeah. The, the fact that even the creators of Dogecoin were, were like flipping out, man. Uh, like, oh my God, we didn't expect to be billionaires here. Like, we, we kind of made this as a joke. Yeah. And of course, you know, the the validators in the in the market, they're like, well, Facebook didn't intend to be what it is. Well, come on. Mark Zuckerberg had, had, had a very, he was very young, A. B, he quickly grew his vision into yeah. obviously He's one of the more powerful. About it. Exactly. Whereas Dogecoin were literally just a couple of punks that, it had a funny name and a funny meme tied to it, and it yeah. created billions of dollars in wealth. I bet you there are a lot of um, TikTok videos that created millionaires that were doing the exact same thing, though, Jared. So there's a lot of things out there that we may think are almost like a mockery or having fun. They may be young. They may be exciting. But guess what? If people like it and people want to use it, that's valuable. Yeah, but doesn't mean I should endorse it as a federal currency. No, no, that's where I think we're going to get into yeah. the conversation. I, I, I don't know where I. I I'm all for the free market, man. Yeah. but doesn't mean Uncle Sam accept it. Has to accept it. So how are you going to? How are you tax? What if I now? start polishing the crap out of rocks again? Mm-hmm. Right, and these are some shiny rocks. I mean, they're great. You can see your damn reflection. They're, yeah, they're like a rock mirror. Yep. And honestly, 
Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I have some of those rocks, Jared, just so you know. I've purchased those. So $20. Bought them. $20, $25. I bought them. They, they exist and yeah, people sell them. I know. So unfortunately, it's not. So you know what kind of scares me, man? Is I, I think you and I have talked about this in our in our conversations past, but I told you about that that tulip bubble, right? What oh, yeah. we started talking about? Yeah. And so Denmark, the, I think. Uh, yeah. So in, in the 1636, 37, whatever, it's not important. In the 1600s, these tulip bulbs were becoming so increasingly rare yep. that they were paying equivalent of like, it was like $100,000 for a bulb of a tulip. We're talking about flowers. Yep. And present day money was $100,000. But were they, were using, they were using them as like currency, weren't they? They were trading like on a, like a market, like oil is, or yeah. cotton. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Essentially, so. Like a commodity. What you could almost say is this is a little tulip-esque. Yeah, it's a, it's a they, they tried to almost make it a currency, you know, an exchange, if you will. You know, it became a very luxury item, almost yep. like, you know, only the elite brains yeah, that can yeah. really understand a Bitcoin and a blockchain and a lithium and Dogecoin, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You want to say bullshit, I can see. No, no, no. I, was, I, was, I, I can see PG exactly what's up, coming man. out of your mouth yeah. there. But how is this? I mean, unfortunately, people were liquidating all their funds and putting into tulips. Yeah. Is this not a little tulip-esque? I, I was able to find a couple different articles. So I learned about this tulip mania. It was, it was wild to me. I, we were learning about black swan events in um, in my class in, in college. And it, it always kind of stuck with me just because I thought that was so wild. And then 10 years later, this this great cryptocurrency craze and people are making crazy amounts of money. And you know, really no one understands it but a few different people and all of a sudden, pop. Yeah. Well, you could say the same thing about, say, the housing market. You could say the same thing about stocks. These are all things that are semi-foreign to some people, right? And unless you actually want to sit down, do a little bit of research, you know, most people, even that believe that they're, say, stock market savvy, they're probably investing in index funds. Likely. Most, right? Most people that think that they're real estate savvy are probably investing in some type of bond or some type of index that follows the real estate market. So even even like saying like, oh, I'm really smart in this aspect, some people just get a little ahead of their skis probably. And unfortunately, in this tulip bulb situation that you're referencing, they probably were some people that lost out and some people that really won. Cryptocurrency is right now brand new. So let's maybe talk about you're 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 hammering it, it seems like you are hammering the cryptocurrency saying that it's a bad idea. What what's your perception about inflation? Because I am that's my only actually my I, I'm all for everything you're saying. I think it's too volatile. But if you look at the dollar bill in the U.S., it seems pretty volatile. That since 1905, when it was worth one dollar, it's now worth a nickel. I know. So it has decreased in value ninety five cents. Ninety five cents in about a hundred years. That seems pretty volatile to me, too. It hasn't lost half its value. If it's lost almost 100% of its value. Okay. So over... 100 years. 100 years. Let's say. I know in the last 100 days, Bitcoin yes. has lost a 50% of its value. Okay. U.S. dollars never went up in value, though, during that 100. So you see fair, the difference. Fair point. Right? So it's not like it's we're going to gain back. We're not going to deflate the U.S. dollar ever. Yeah. So... Now, now, now I get your now I get your point. Valid. 
Look, you know, kind of, I want to rewind maybe about 10 minutes ago, whenever I'm talking about that team that has a vested interest. Yes. Yeah. I was going to, I like that. I'm trying to figure out where that sits in my mind, to be honest. I like maybe, that idea. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm living in a utopian type world where this team is just, you know, they really care about the Jareds and the Cody's of the world. I hope they do. Who's to say? But look, there's an argument to be made that they like to pump money into the economy to stimulate it, to stimulate job growth, to stimulate yeah. um, you know, people wanting to spend money to, to continue a boom, if you will, right? You know, you're going to get certain economists that sway one way or the other. Yeah. I, I can see both arguments on it's, this one. Yeah, I, I agree. Yep. So obviously, whenever you have that team pressing the lever, pushing the button, you know, you're obviously going to put a lot of money into the economy. So therefore, the existing dollars lose value. So I'm not the biggest fan of the fact that in the last hundred years, you know, our dollar in 1905 is now worth a nickel. It's just, it's an unfortunate truth, but I'm, I'm reluctantly okay with it because I feel like the, the, the true intent was made to stimulate the economy because you know, whether, whether you're going to war and you have to, you know, obviously spend a lot of money, war is not cheap. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've just been in war for the last 20 years. Right. Yeah. It took a lot of capital. So we had to have a lot of people pushing a lot of levers to create a lot of jobs. So it's almost one of those things, uh, what is it, a utilitarian approach mm -hmm. to where I feel like the good outweighed the con. So okay. that's why I'm reluctantly okay with the inflation over the last 100 years. So I, 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 I'm, I'm combating some internal... Let's hear it. I feel like I got like that little devil. And oh, a little angel? Angel on my shoulders right now. And you're, you're just really hitting on the like, the angel portion right now. You're like, hey, this is kind of the way we're doing it. It hasn't led us wrong yet. And I'm just thinking about like the American person, the U.S. individual that thinks the same way. Okay. Let me just spend more money that I don't have. Oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah. Right? We have a problem in America of the individuals doing this. And, and, I, and we talked about this a little bit or a while back. Yeah, we have. There is kind of like a, almost like a correlation. The government spends money they don't have. Well, maybe I can do it too. So. I think we talked about that in our college episode. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Right. So is that maybe the issue? How do we stop people from just printing money that we just continually not have? Right. We're, we're almost a little over halfway done here. And I feel like we continually talk about how the uh, inflation issue could be caused by hitting this button to help us, you know, keep the economy moving. But at a certain point, you're running, you're running too hot. You're running, we're running hot right now. I think as an economy and individuals are probably running pretty hot. They're, they're pretty high on debt. It's kind of like correlating almost right. Our, our federal budget is probably running hot. Our state budgets are probably running hot. Individual people are running hot. Don't we need to kind of cool down for a little bit and say, Hey, um, maybe we should save a little bit of money. Maybe we should actually put some money in the bank for once, which most individuals don't do. I don't think we do as a country ever, right? So no one really saves any money, and what would be the reason not to save any money? Well, because every dollar, you know, be, yeah. every single dollar I put in there will be worth less money this year than it is not. Whenever you're incentivized to actually take a loan out because it'll be cheaper, right? This is all, nobody realizes, this is what all the billionaires do. They don't actually use any of their current money that they have invested. They take a loan out, and then they use that money because it's so cheap for them. Cheapest to take capital a loan. always wins. Yes. So guess what? 
a loan that I can take out for one, two percent against my house or my business or some expensive asset, like maybe even a, a, a piece of artwork, which is crazy, right? You're looking at one, two percent cost on that loan for a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Well, we're now incentivizing people to take loans out instead of saving. So that's my issue is we're almost going full circle there is like, where does the problem start? I think it might start at the federal. So you're, you're valid points. I I actually like your take on that. So you are operating on, so maybe I'm being a pessimist here Yeah. that it is going to be 20 million Bitcoin. You don't think that there's a button that exists that another 21 million will, will just come out of thin air. No, I think that guy's dead. I really think that guy created is dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. They think he's like 40 or something like that. I think. Oh, they think who's they? You know, that's a cool take on it, but I'm going to, I'm going to press you on that because you're full of shit. Okay. So what about, okay. What about, that's, that's the issue, but what about the other hundreds of Bitcoins? So, or okay. I'm sorry, the hundreds of likes of Bitcoins. So okay. let's actually talk about, let's talk about a Dogecoin. Cause at one time while it was skyrocketing, it was going to the moon, right? You know, everyone yep. was a hashtag to the moon. Literally all the craziness and the, it was being traded literally still was more was being mined. You know, yeah. like if a billion was being traded, two billion were being mined. And that was going on for a while. So it, its value was independent of its supply. Yep. And that's that's, that's when bad. my that's, that's when bad. my skepticism truly started to become I was like, oh, and this is this is this is kind of a joke. Right? Yeah. Okay, so here's So weird. so are we talking about Bitcoin a legitimate one? Because there's a thousand other arguably illegitimate ones. Correct. And what's the difference between a lithium, a urethium and yeah. Litecoins. Litecoin, yeah. I I, I don't know. There's a lot of differences between them. Um, each one of them has their own little, like, say, selling point, right? Um, one of them will end up winning, right? There is going to be a winner. There's not. There's going to be a bunch of losers, and there may be one to five winners. I so think. is is the winning strategy to get, you know, the Litecoin the most accepted at a vendor level? Correct. Yeah, you're going to want... Is, get, is that the strategy to win? Yeah, yeah. you're going to want acceptance. Because if you get acceptance, this is like how the U.S. dollar was created. You get legitimacy then. Yeah. This is how the U.S. dollar type, you know, was even created. Like, so back in like the colony days, every state, you know, had their own currency. Like, a lot of people don't realize this. There were Pennsylvania state bank. I'm aware of that. Right. Yeah. Um, there was the New York uh, state, you know, uh, bank, and even some banks had their own currency. So if I was it a state, work. yeah, it doesn't work. And so that happened in the beginning days of U.S. currency. So this is not a foreign thing for our history. Like. In the beginning of a new type of currency, what happens? Well, everybody wants to become number one. The currency. Exactly. So they're going to start printing their own money. They're going to say our currency is... And then they're going to make little arrangements. And this is already kind of happening in the uh, cryptocurrency world. Where, hey, um, our currency is not only accepted at our bank, but also all of the Manhattan banks have agreements with us. So I think there's a kind of... We're going through some growing pains right now in, in the crypto world. And that's why I'm kind of having a little bit of like the little devil, the little angel on my shoulders. I'm thinking if, if in true, it is actually going to work. There's not some guy in a, in a you know, closet going to hit this red button. I'm, Again, I admit that is a very pessimistic view, yeah. but it's, it's a worry. It's a concern. It is a worry. What if you don't know? But the funny thing is, is that we literally have that already. That already happens right now. There's a guy hitting that red button continuously every single day, printing money for everything Yep. at the Federal Reserve. So that's already happening. So now there's a, a currency that's stating that, yeah, we built ours so we couldn't do that. 
I know there's a wink there that you. Uh, I was just say. I mean, you can't really visualize a link a wink on a uh, yes. podcast here, bud. But uh, I know that was a heavy one. I get it. I get it. But let's say, well, we're already dealing with that. So really, if you're telling me that this currency does all these other things, it's it's more secure. You don't need a bank to actually do the transfers. And maybe there's that big red button that you're referencing. I'm like, well, we're dealing with the big red button every day of inflation. It feels better, doesn't it? Or no? So let's say I'm a part of the founding team, right? Of, of Bitcoin. Uh, of Bitcoin. Let, yeah. let, let's just use the, the main one. I know, right? Wouldn't it be nice to have the big and, red button? And I know a little secret. <laughs> I know the secret last level algorithm. I wait for it to get to $100,000 and I flood the crap out of the market. And I become an instant trillionaire. Screw billionaires. That's cute, Jeff. Yeah, I know. I'll buy you. That Come on, man. You don't... Look, people on Wall Street are being locked up every effing day with insider information. You mean to tell me that the creators of Bitcoin who will not divulge themselves are just the most ethical men and women on the planet? Come on. You created this currency with the hopes that it gets a global adoption rate. And you mean to tell me that you're going to give away the secrets? Hey, only 21 million? I swear, guys. And not till 2140 is it going to be last found? Bullshit. Come on. You mean to tell me that you honestly believe that? I don't care about your little devil and angel. You believe that these team of unknown people to where they can't be traced back aren't holding out a little stash in the hopes that they are right? I love this. I, I feel like, Jared, you're envious right now of that person. Is that not You're true? damn right I am. <laughs> You're damn right. If I could fucking create Jared cryptocurrency, you bet I would. And I'm only going to create a million of them. Go fight. Oh, my I'll God. I'll get it out to 10 decimal places. I'll beat you, Bitcoin. I don't care. And, and then all of a sudden, you flood the market with another 10 million. And you double it? No, I would only do 10,000. Oh, how? <laughs> I would still buy Jeff, though. I'd buy Amazon. I'd get uh, myself here in a minute rather than so an hour. We're, we're, we're going uh, extreme. Yeah, I'm obviously. Yeah. 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 So let's go with the semi-agreeable stance of, okay, maybe Bitcoin, maybe they're not lying to us because I, I get it. We're going through some hypotheticals here. Yeah. And that is extreme because the U.S. government could do the same exact same thing. They're actually- But that team has a vested interest in my success because it's, it is equal. Yeah. If he dilutes the crap out of the dollar, he dilutes his own paycheck as well to where this guy can just slowly leak off 10,000 Bitcoin a month to where no one would really know and he becomes filthy freaking rich Just before so we realize, right. oh, hey, wait, we're at actually 22 million Bitcoin. Oh, wait, wait, wait. D yeah. Do you see? If you can look, there are minds far greater than you and I on, on this, right? Yep. Yeah, we're you don't low, think we're... it's remotely possible that I get I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as yep. speculation here. Yep. But you don't think I'm kind of onto something? Why in the hell would you not die? Who wouldn't want to take credit for this incredible potential future currency? What, what's the point of re remaining in anonymity? It is odd. It is yeah. odd. I wonder who created the uh, the U.S. dollar. Oh, wait. Did they not do it behind closed doors during a Florida convention with people like J.P. Morgan? There? How, however, this is a fiat currency. So the U.S. government is saying, hey, that has value. Yeah, but they did it. We can't compare. Those aren't apples to apples, man. They did it behind closed doors. They did it kind of in secrecy. They created the Federal Reserve in the middle of the night, right? There's a lot of secrecy around it, and it just kind of happened, and it was forced onto everybody. So they're, they're not seeming to see similarities, but there are coincidences that kind of sound similar. Like, hey, we didn't 
what about the gold standard, right? We were on the gold standard. Uh, yeah. and so the 80s? I think it's 1971. 70s? Nixon. Okay. Yeah, 19, yeah Nixon uh, nixed it from the gold standard, actually. I like what you did there. Right? Um, but they agreed, hey, guys, we're going to do it on the gold standard, wink, wink, for so long. But they knew that wasn't going to last very long because— They were afraid of a gold run. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. And they also were saying, hey, we can't do this whole fractional reserve banking very well without it being you know, kind of printed by us. Right, we can't do this whole thing where we just make money out of nothing. We can't do the whole digital currency thing. So there's a lot of unknowns even in our current banking system that I think make me semi-comfortable with believing some of the cryptocurrency unknowns. Saying, hey, you know what? There's also unknowns there. We I see. So you're using the precedent that was set to create yes, the U.S. dollar correct. to get you on board with a new kind of currency. I see yeah. your point there. I feel like there was a lot of things that we probably as Americans just took for granted when that currency was getting built up, but there's a lot of unknowns. So guess what? We're kind of in the exact same thing that we were when we built that out. For one, there's a bunch of currencies. There's a bunch of different cryptos. Guess what? There was a bunch of different U.S. currencies when we first started this. Every state had their own. Every bank had their own. We started in a similar spot, and we're kind of so restarting. It's like fashion or something, you know? It comes back, we're, we're, we're cyclical or is that what it is? So, you know, it's actually kind of interesting, man. So, it, it, and I don't want you to get in the pros and cons. Like I'm not trying to put you on the spot because that's really yeah. not my point here. But you said there was a lot of differences to the different cryptocurrencies, whether it's Bitcoin, Litecoin, oh, Ethereum, yeah. etc. You know what's really interesting? As a consumer, and admittedly a layman when it comes to the differences in the, in the currencies, I don't know a hell of a lot on this. Yeah. Do you know what I care about as a consumer with the money in my wallet? If I can yeah. walk my happy ass in any store and buy whatever the hell I can afford, right? So do I care about, oh, Litecoin does it in 0.2 seconds or Bitcoin uses this and, and Ethereum uses that? I don't give a damn. I don't. I don't. Because I don't have pesos in my wallet. I don't have euros in my wallet. I have the US dollar because I can easily accept it. Or I'm sorry. I can easily use it in any way I see fit, whether it's via Venmo, whether it's at Dick's Sporting Goods or Chipotle or wherever. So I don't really understand the pros and cons because I don't think the consumer will truly care at all because I couldn't tell you one single pro or con minus a value stamp. I understand the different exchange rates, but I don't know of a pro or con of the euro versus the US dollar. Yeah. So here's, you, you I know, I don't want to do a mic drop moment here. here. Hit me with it. So if you actually went down to the Circle K, are you actually using dollar bills or would you by chance maybe be using a piece of plastic i only use dollar bills no you no, don't i'm kidding man yeah yeah so i would be using my credit card or debit card okay yes. 20 years ago would you be using a credit card likely not okay so do you see how even the dollar bill has advanced because time space right all of these things matter yep. now convenience yep so all those things actually do matter yes and you, I agree with that. You already know that using your credit card is way better than using your debit card. Why? I get the points. You get points. You get some security from fraud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's Agreed. also just easy backing. Right. Maybe some debit cards are not accepted everywhere. I don't know. There's, okay. I'm sure credit cards are probably the most well, widely accepted than debit cards, and then cash, and then coin. Right. There's a there's a line. Yep. Different mediums. Yes. Exactly. Same, same U.S. dollar. Bingo. But different mediums. Exactly. So. When you say, oh, well, what's the differences between cryptocurrencies? Well, there's going to be different medians that they all are applied, right? Some places may use NFT. There's so many different types of technology. So all, all I was stating when I said pros 
and I said that each currency has kind of their own little way to win out the battles, is that they're going to find which one matters for the consumer and then also what is convenient for the merchant. So, like, just give me an example. Right now, I am a huge tap person. Dude, I just used it the other day. Is it not the best thing in the world? The, the, the credit card, the chip reader was yes. broken. And all of a sudden I saw that little, Tap. so I double clicked my oh, iPhone. Oh, this is the first time you've done it? Uh, two days ago. Oh, wait, wait, you did it on your iPhone? Yeah. Oh, you can do it with your credit card too. Oh, I haven't done that yet. I just did oh. Apple Pay. So I do Apple Pay pretty often, but now everybody is doing, um, you know, the, the card tap, which yep. I don't know if our listeners fear. I haven't done it yet. So you had the swipe, then you had the insert, which sucks. Everyone agreed. It takes forever. Now you have the credit card tap. So you pull out your wallet. You tap the credit card on pretty much almost everywhere now has this. It's actually kind of like an undercover thing that I don't think most people know about. You can tap it and it is instantaneous. Like I walk away as soon as I tap. Like I already know that it was approved and I, I it, it is so fast. And the guy's always like, hey man, bye. So that right there is showing me that people do care about convenience because somebody had to build that. The merchant put it in place because they want faster like checkout process because everyone hates waiting in line, especially like gas stations and grocery stores and things like that. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, I'm going to walk through and my phone's going to be on me and my Bitcoin will just transfer over to that payment or urethrum is going to pay over. So what I don't understand is where is the real efficiency gain? I mean, this is so instant. That you're tapping it and walking away yep. and barely saying bye before the close the, the door closes. Yep. So where's the real efficiency? What problem is the cryptocurrency Ooh, solving? I like this. So I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I sorry, I know one side of it is true. Right now that merchant is paying a fee. Yep. To American Express, Discover, Visa, et cetera. The bank. Someone's collecting a fee on that, right? Yep. And they make a lot of money. It's called the exchange fees mm. for our listeners. So the exchange okay. fees, I see where you're going they're now. making 1% to 3% per credit card That's transaction. That's why you have the minimum payments, or I'm sorry, the minimum transaction cost, or the minimum. So yeah. if I'm paying with Urethrum, if I'm paying with Bitcoin, if I'm paying with Litecoin. And there's no transaction. Guess what? Kroger stores, fries, if I'm whatever store, I just paid. It was, it was a Kroger store and a Cody Willis transaction. It's it zero. It Visa. Bingo. It's a zero transaction sum. They, I paid it directly to them. They, they received the funds. And guess what? They just now saved 3% per transaction. Wow, so, that, so that's crazy. So it's almost like the founders of Bitcoin wouldn't be able to weigh, wouldn't have a way to make any money unless they owned a lot of it. If there's no transaction fees, you just make this out of the goodness of your heart. So I actually think that almost gives my little pessimistic view more credence then. There's no transaction fees. That's great because I understand that to be true. Yeah. But that's all the more value for them. Possibly, man. All the more I, reason for that. Again, you're, you're trying to go like the cyclical way yeah. of thinking that there is some, I guess, devil in the closet. There could be a devil in the closet for anything. Agreed. Right? So Agreed. I'm not... But like, is that not kind of our jobs to, to kind of point those is, out? It is. It is. Shine a light on those? <sighs> you it, mean to tell me if there's no fees ever collected, Yes. the creators just did this out of the goodness of their hearts? No, they have their own little stash of Bitcoin, maybe. Yeah. Right? Let's say they had, you know, they probably did because they had to create a test account probably to make sure this shit worked. Yeah. So they got this account with 10,000 Bitcoin on it. And somehow now all of a sudden it's worth absurd amounts of $40 millions. $40 million, whatever it is. Yeah. At a certain point, I think we can both agree that most people are going to be satisfied and they're not going to try to black market or things like that. I, I agree, man. But it, it's just one of those things where. Correct. Oh, 
zero transaction cost fees forever. Do you see how that's not very advantageous? Though? Oh, that is from from a vendor standpoint. That's and also me as a consumer. Me as a consumer now just got three percent lower cost goods for everything. Yeah, those yeah. costs. I, I, because I, I, I know in those little towns, you know, whenever we're taking our road trips, you will see like for gas, for example, you'll see uh, three thirty for credit card and three twenty for cash. Bingo. It's that reason because they don't have to pay it to Visa, to American Express, to Bingo. Mastercard, etc. And and everyone else does that. They just pass it on through their cost it, of goods. I, I, I'm sorry, it's it's very interesting. Whenever lumber goes up or whatever like that. You know, just because I'm not a lumber salesman, lumber buyer, I buy it in other ways. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it, it's very interesting how the, the common consumer doesn't really realize that those savings or costs, mm-hmm. more so the cost probably, tax are, go up, are actually well. passed on you. On paying them. Yeah. The end user always ends up paying for the downstream cost. You know, actually, why don't you highlight, because we were actually just talking about this in uh, at BevMo earlier, whenever we were picking our six-pack. As far as hiding of the cost. Yeah. You, you want to elaborate on that? I yeah. thought that was a pretty good story, man. And this is actually interesting because we talked about inflation a little bit, and this is 100% to do with inflation specifically Agreed. That's why you hit it. Yeah. over the last two years. So right now, uh, uh, most of our listeners may know this already, but inflation has actually been a very hot topic for anybody in the economics top side of the U.S. So what's been happening is, is that Inflation has been a little bit more rampant than it has been in the last 15, 20 years, where we're seeing literally 3 to 5% increases in a quarter when we don't ever want to go over 2%. So it's very high. And this is year over year for the last year, two years. Uh, most people are attributing this to, of course, to COVID, to manufacturing problems in Asia, whatever it may blank. be. Right? Yep. So when we were in uh, BevMo, we were looking at beers, and we noticed that a lot of the six-packs are now four-packs. And I'm like, man, isn't that crazy? Because the cost is actually the exact same. It's $7.99, $8.99 for a six-pack. But you're actually only getting four beers. Now, I'm not saying like the beers are bigger beers. They're the exact same. What are these, 12 ounces? Yep. Exact same 12-ounce beers. And this has actually happened with toilet paper, with paper towels, fruits and vegetables that are sold in, in packages. A lot of items, companies have said, guys, our cost of goods have went up. So we need to transfer that cost onto our consumer. And Let's hide it. it. Well, your sales and marketing team, of course, then pushes back and they say, no, guys, we can't raise the cost of the goods because we're going to lose a deal. Yep. So what they do then is say, well, let's go ahead and change the size of the product. Let's go ahead and reduce the size to make up for the cost because we still have to make up for our profit. We still have to have the exact same profit So got margin. shareholders to, to appease. Exactly. So if we still want to make a margin of 10%, we either raise the price by X amount, or we reduce the cost of the goods by X amount. So a lot of uh, companies have reduced the good size. So I don't know if that was what you're looking for. No, Jared. that's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. It's just very interesting to me. It's, it's extremely well to hide inflation. Exactly. So it's almost one of those things where I know everyone's complaining about gas prices right now. Yep. Because unfortunately... What if they change it to I, a liter? Because all of a sudden now, or or, or whatever the next unit of, of measurement, measurement is, yeah. and it would kind of hide it a little bit. If you do that, kiss my ass. Well, Honestly, we, if you make me convert liters to gallons, whatever. Well, the funny but thing I understand is, what you're, what you're yeah. getting at, but right now, that's the really only real pain that the, the layman, the commoner like myself, would be feeling. Because I can... I, a gallon of gas is a gallon of gas is a gallon yep. of gas. All I really care about is the price. Yep. To whereas they don't have the luxury of changing it from a six pack to a four pack or a um, like a gallon of milk to maybe like a, a two liter bottle or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot more so complicated. So that's why I really that. wanted you to highlight that story because unintentionally, 
we were just kind of, you know, busting each other's balls in the, uh, yeah, the beer in the Bevmo there. And I was like, man, I didn't anticipate it being a story that we could share in the podcast, but I'm I'm kind of glad that it just kind of helps bring the light. And hopefully people can realize like, oh, wow, you know, my dollar doesn't go as far because that bag of chips was 20 ounces. Now it's 16.5 or whatever it is. Right. Or please, the bag of chips, they put less chips in there every single year. Oh, that hurts me. Right. I know. Every single year, the bag of chips has less. The beers now have less. You know, so there's some weird ones where, you know, everyone can measure the gallon of gas. Um, but I love the inflation. I think the inflation is my my only real thing that I'm going to continue battling as we close this up. I like the I'll give you that, man. I'll I, give you that. I like U.S. backs currency. I think it's a good thing to have. But if we want to, and I'll just make my closing argument, and you can do yours, of course. Yeah. If we want as a as a as a kind of a country and a populace want to look forward to the future, I think we all need to come to a, an agreement that hey, we can't have either inflation to the extent that we're having, if we want to be around for the long term. So we need to agree that guys, guess what? Federal Reserve, that big lever you pull doesn't exist anymore. Chill out. Yep. Either that has to happen, or we need to dis- decentralize our currency. And to decentralize our currency, we need to have some type of currency that is controlled by everybody, not a group of people, which cryptocurrency right now is the only way to do that. Meaning that, Hey, I know what Jared had does. I don't know how much you have, but I know that when you do a transaction, that transaction is backed because me and everybody else agrees that it's backed. It's not controlled by the federal reserve and things like that. I think you need to go either route. You need to slow down federal reserve, big lever, or you need to have a cryptocurrency of some sort that actually kind of decentralizes the creation of money. Those are my, that's my closing. Yeah, argument. I mean, those are fair points. Um, and, and honestly, I think I'm just going to be a recorder here in that uh, I don't know what the fiat currency looks like. I don't know. I, today, with the facts that I have at hand, look, I tell my friends, my family, I can only hope that anyone makes the best decision with the facts that they currently have. I will not hold it against them if they're, if they 180 tomorrow, because right whenever they said that they found out something, they found out some bit of information that just completely alters their. So I actually admire people being able to change. So I want to give me that little asterisk to, to pivot as I see fit, because I don't know how well this is going to age. Right. Hedging your bets. You're damn right. But anyways, right now, Given the volatility, given the sheer uncontrolled supply. Unknowns. The unknowns, thank you. I think the U.S. government is doing exactly what they should be doing and that they should not accept this as legal tender. Now, cannot control it either, though? No. Okay. No, no, no. Every vendor in my country can use it. But until there's some sort of stabilization, until they are actually able to get the, the minds that can actually make these decisions on a much higher up level until they can understand. It takes time. That's what oh, you're saying. Time. Exactly. Okay. I don't want them to make a sporadic decision just because there's, okay. there's external pressures right now. Like, Oh, well the government has to change. Oh, well they have to accept, you know, the consumer behaviors, et cetera. I'm okay with them dragging their feet. Now I don't know what I, I know they're, that they're dragging their feet, dragging their feet a little bit because of the central bank pressure, et cetera. Yeah. But I would like them to drag their feet to actually understand at a fundamental level, the technologies that are currently being implemented and deployed. My one last little question to you, just Let's because um, you mentioned like um, not controlling it. I don't think we talked about this, but China kind of controls 
cryptocurrency. They've actually banned, I think, cryptocurrencies in almost all their markets. Well, they also banned video game play too. So I know, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just kind of making sure that they ban a lot. I'm just making sure that you're seeing that. Hey, we're not going to go to that extent. No, no, no. We're just not going to accept it at the federal level for no, taxes. That's why like I almost that. made a mockery okay. out of. Okay. I don't care if you accept shiny rocks as payment. Oh, okay. I'm going to charge you X, Got right? It. So I don't care. I've never in my perfect utopian society. I don't care what my vendors yeah. charge their clients. Legal tender, though, is U.S. dollar bills. To me, yes. Okay. And that's what I'm going to... With the facts that I have today, with the volatility, with the unknowns yeah. that I can't define and, and someone hasn't been able to convince me otherwise, with the known, with the knowns that I have right now, I think it has to, to, to remain the status quo. Because that team that you know, you want to decentralize and that you want to kind of control and say, Hey guys, we have to stop printing. I do believe, and I have to believe, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a very proud American. I have to believe that they are doing that for my best interest and they are trying to create jobs. They are trying to pump up while I don't always agree because of the, of the given economy. I don't understand why you always want to put money into it and to continue to make my dollar worth less. At the end of the day, I, I have to fundamentally believe that they're trying to do it for my best interest. And because no, of, and because it. of the unknowns, I, I don't. So I it, it's, it's kind of a, a prehistoric thought process. I know admittedly, but right now with the facts I have at hand, I, I, I can't wait to do this podcast again, man. I hope we get to have the chance to do this in maybe two, five years from now. That'd be cool. And, and we, and everyone can just mock me for like, Oh, dude, okay. <laughs> I, I would love that. Actually. It, it'd be fun to me. Okay. I would love so to see how uh, listeners for anybody um, that's listening, of course, we're about an hour in, we're going to close this up. Um, what we would like to do actually though, is, uh, hear your opinions on this. So send us an email at six pack discussions or, uh, at gmail.com, I should say, or even a comment on Instagram. We're pretty active on there. Love that. Love to hear from you. Um, because this is a pretty nuanced conversation. You could tell that me and Jared are on two different perspectives on this. I think for most of the conversation, um, we're, I think most of the conversations that we have, it's pretty nuanced. Um, sometimes we kind of agree because it's just crazy, but most conversations we're probably on two different sides of the fence we're yeah. kind of probably we have very different perspectives yeah, very different experiences yeah, yeah we're probably working our way to the same spot but it's just gonna take a little while so we'd love to hear your perspective on where we're wrong where we're right or maybe something that we just got completely wrong <laughs> very real possibility very real very real so thanks for listening today you guys all have a great rest of your day bye thanks cody <laughs>